Everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're going to talk to Keith Stubbs coming up here momentarily. Keith, of course, the owner of Wise Guys Comedy Clubs. And we'll talk to Keith about what uh, exactly is going on in the world of comedy and with his uh, his club situation. Uh, but also, of course, Keith, uh, longtime sports radio host, uh, has many connections to the sports world. So funny guy. Uh, we worked with him for a long time over at Simmons Media when he was doing a morning show for the country station over there, but uh, also did some sports radio with us as well. So we've known Keith for a long, long time. We sure have. And he's a funny man like you're talking about. I have always enjoyed just just a routine conversation with him because uh, it's always fun. And really, having wise guys in our community is great. He gets, I mean, he gets big name acts in on the reg, as they say. But he also uh, local comedians, open mic nights. I mean, it's it's a great thing he does with those wise guys. Yeah, we've had a, we've been over there a number of times, and it's always a good show. Yeah, no no doubt about that. I saw the Sklar Brothers over there not that yeah. long ago, and that was a great show. I, well, really I saw the Sklar Brothers there. Um, one night uh, when uh, uh, Bowler and his wife and Lisa and I and some other friends went over there and we saw the Sklar Brothers. I think it was the Sklar Brothers. They must be regulars. Uh, thanks for one-upping my Sklar <laughs> reference. That's, that's nice of you. I saw him too, Jake. Wow, that's that's great. But you saw him with Bowler, so obviously it's better than me. <laughs> just contributing to the show yeah i know i know uh actually eager you know we drive by uh, the wise guys down here at the gateway is is right on our way to the freeway so i drive by it every day i'm i'm eager to to hear what their plans are and what they're going to do as things start to to open up a little bit so i yeah. know uh the he's been passing the time doing some uh he's he's had some comedians do facebook live stuff and he's trying to you know keep things going as best he can but uh, i'm sure he's uh, excited to get people back and and watching comedy in whatever way that tapes takes uh, takes form. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I those one those are questions we just don't have answers to what it's going to look like or when. Yeah, it, you know this pandemic, Gordon. It's it's so different from other things that we've experienced. In that, uh, you know, you and I are in the the sports world. We're in the entertainment world, the live event world as obviously a, a comedy club is that as well. And that has been so decimated. It's just been so hard hit because it can't happen. Right, right. And as we talked with Howard Beck about, uh, there there just aren't any easy answers right now. Uh, no, there's not. The, the, there really isn't. And, I mean, they're going to – folks have got to try and do what they can to get by. I mean, you brought up the, the question about, uh, you know, airing – um, sporting events on TV and how much of the revenue they make as opposed to the gate. And Howard's uh, answer, in a sense, was, well, they probably make, you know, a little more from TV, but it doesn't really matter because when you compare it to zero, 
it's a lot uh, it's a lot bigger you know or it's better than nothing right isn't that the saying yeah all right uh, let's get out to the sprint special guest line joining us now the owner of wise guys comedy clubs longtime sports radio host as well he's our good friend Keith Stubbs with us on the big show Keith first and foremost how are you and yours everybody doing all right oh man we're hanging in there just like everyone else here in the, in the world. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, it's all—it's pretty much all we can do is just go with the punches and and figure out what to what to do next. I guess, right? Well, you're not kidding. It has been. Uh, look, I, I'm not breaking any news here. It has been brutal for everyone, and then everyone's in their own little world. And in my world, it was uh, it was shaken up pretty pretty drastically quickly. But once again, yeah, that's the way it was for everyone. I've heard that story from so many different people. Very similar situation, and now just trying to trying to rebound, get my ducks in a row, get my head on straight, and and move forward. You know, it's funny because people are always asked how you're hanging on, essentially, and or how are you doing. And these days, Keith, they really mean it. That's something that Jake and I were talking about way back when this first started. You know how usually someone comes up and you say, hey, how are you doing? Well, now they really mean it when they say it. Yeah, yeah, they do mean it. And once again, so many people are in such a similar situation, losing jobs and losing their careers or just the disruption with their life and their health and the the fear and the uncertainty. All those things all mixed into one big bucket makes it makes it very difficult. You know, and wise guys, which, you know, I put uh, put my heart and soul into this thing since 2001. It's amazing how things were going great, you know, just kind of like the jazz season. Things were going great, and then suddenly everything gets derailed. And that's, that's kind of how I felt. It was like things were going really well. My best month ever was February of 2020. Isn't that crazy? That is. And then two weeks later, I'm closed. Wow. So it's like, man, you don't know what's next, and you better do your best to be ready with, uh, with some kind of a response that works out for you, your family, and for your soul. Well, what's what's kind of the next move with Wise Guys? I know, you know, when everything shut down, shut down, I know you were still doing Facebook Live stuff and trying to, you know, stay uh, stay out there in some way, shape, or form. But what's next for the comedy clubs themselves? Well, I think you're right about that. I think a lot of people, especially comedians, and you've seen it all across uh, all, all different types of businesses, but particularly comedians, they're needy, and uh, <laughs> they want to connect, and they want to tell their jokes, and they want an audience. And, boy, you take away an audience, you got nothing. So there's Zoom, there's Facebook Live, there's all these different uh, avenues out there that we're doing the best we can to be creative and try to still connect with an audience. But, man, there's nothing like a real audience. There's nothing like the silence of Zoom. When you tell a joke on Zoom and you get nothing, buddy, it is is not easy to swallow. But I can tell you, that's what what happened with us. So so when when we first shut down... Um, you know, the shock of everything was just, it was just astounding. I, I'll never forget. You want to hear this story? I got a story. Absolutely. A story? Bring it. Yeah. Yeah. If that's all right with you guys. So I, I'll never forget it. It was the Wednesday night uh, that the Jazz were playing Oklahoma City. And, and we had a show that night. Matter of fact, we had two shows going and they were both sold out. So here it is. We're on top of the world. The showroom is sold out. Our lounge is sold out. Um, Things are great. They're exciting. And before every show, you guys may recall, we have our big screens and we're watching the jazz game. And we're seeing all this uh, confusion and when they're going to tip off, because our show hadn't started yet. 
And then we, we're not listening to it. We're just kind of watching it. And then we see the team leave the floor. And, of course, the rest is history when, uh, when Rudy was diagnosed. So at that point, that's when it became real for me. I would heard about the virus, and we knew that it was, that it was a possibility that the Jazz and, and other uh, sports, uh, they'd be playing without a crowd, which I thought was just insane, and that's impossible, and that would never happen. Of course, I think a lot of us thought that. But when that happened, when that moment happened, when the Jazz team left, that's when – my 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 heart sunk. Even though I had a packed house, everything just changed at that moment. We got through the shows, and then the next night, it was like we might as well have just shut everything down. Mm-hmm. It was really that immediate. A serious question for you, Keith. Uh, what is the role of humor when people are facing difficult times? Uh, I mean, it, there is a place for it, an important place for it, right? Yeah, oh, absolutely. And, and I know a lot of comedians, and, and I'm a comic, and we, we all make jokes. I think the comics make uh, more jokes around each other than, uh, than they would maybe for the general public at the beginning, because comics in general have heard it all, they've said it all, and nothing really shocks them too much. So a lot of the humor that you'll hear initially after almost any tragedy is going to make a comic laugh. It's got to be dark to make most comics laugh, but that's kind of where that goes. But it is so essential that people can chill a little bit. I don't know if you guys have picked up on this, but politically things seem a little dicey. I don't know if you guys have paid attention at all, but there is so much negativity and so much division that it makes it difficult. But as comedians, our job is to get up there and do our thing. I will tell you this, that most comedians at this point that I've talked to, and I've talked to quite a few over the last month, most of them said that they're doing their corona and COVID jokes now, but as soon as things get back to normal, that they'll be just doing their stuff. They won't, there's not much of a shelf life for COVID jokes. Well, let's, yeah, let's hope we can get back to some normal jokes. I'm with them on that. Uh, Keith Stubbs with us, uh, owner of Wise Guys Comedy Clubs and, of course, a uh, longtime sports radio and radio in general personality. Uh, Keith, as somebody who's in the live event world and kind of on the on the ground floor, right? I mean, your venues are, are not like the Vivint Smart Home Arena with uh, 20,000 fans. But uh, as a sports fan, as somebody in the live event, event business, what's the likelihood that we're going to have sports with fans? Fans anytime soon in the way you see it? Uh, I think I, here, here's my, my feeling on everything. There's a lot of smart people out there, and they have a lot of incentive to come up with a solution. And based on that, I feel like things are going to be okay. If it was up to me and my dumb friends, this would never get solved. It would be the world, end of the world. But there's so many smart people, once again, that are motivated that I believe this will take care of itself. I do believe that there will be, and of course, we're, we're adhering to the CDC guidelines and state guidelines. There will be, I think things are going to be changed forever as far as certain things that we probably should have been doing all along, like washing our hands. But, for example, we're open tonight. Wise Guys is open tonight um, in downtown and in Ogden. Now, that being said, we've reduced our capacity 65% because of the six feet and the social distancing and our staff are all wearing the masks and the gloves. And we do a, a temperature check uh, as people are coming in. And, and everyone has been great. That hasn't been – I think everyone's accepted this is – at this time, the new normal. And once again, it may change some down the road, but right now, this is what it is. But people have been great. It is different. It's different for the comedians. If you see people laughing through a mask, 
That's not that's not great. But I think that's where it is right now. But people do want to laugh. They want to get out. I think people are stir crazy right now. And I do believe people. Uh, I, I think as far as sports goes, I think it's gonna. I think it'll it'll come back probably next year. I hope it comes back now. I am so tired of watching repeats and classic this and classic that. I'm sick of Jordan. I know he's the best guy ever. Whatever. I would be too if I produced my own documentary. <laughs> but I am so so over it. I'm so over Twitter taking over it and talking about every nuance. And every little thing about Jordan, I am done with it. I would rather watch baseball from 1973 with Boog Powell than watch <laughs> any more of his Jordan stuff. I don't want to watch Korean baseball. No offense, but I'm not interested. I'm ready for the real thing. And I would gladly watch the Jazz or any of the other NBA teams without a crowd, even if David Locke had to broadcast from uh, from his home i would i would just love love to have that back and i would love to see this season end because not not end right away but i'm talking about i'd like to see the culmination right. of this season because it's been a great nba season you know what what we don't get enough of on this show is boog powell references <laughs> you know uh, I think we've met our quota. Yeah, we have. <laughs> That's mine. Great. Gordon, I, that was for you, my friend. That's yeah, a Baltimore Oriole legend. Yeah, that's right, man. Next thing you know, you're going to be talking about uh, 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 McAnally and uh, Palmer oh, yeah. and uh, uh, Brooks oh, yeah. Robinson and the rest of the oh. crew. Oh, remember, yes. remember that story, Keith, how uh, Earl Weaver used to uh, grow his, he had his tomato garden there at the ballpark, and he used to sprinkle secretariats dung on the uh, on the garden to make sure those tomatoes grew large oh, you know what I, I i don't remember that one actually you got oh. me on that one gordon so keith i I'm, I'm curious i'm always curious about what a funny person really finds funny and yet you have great comics that come into your place over there and whatnot i'm curious to know from you what tv show or movie makes you laugh you know what makes me laugh during the shutdown, during the lockdown, whatever you want to call it? I'm into the Goldbergs for some reason. I don't know if you've watched that show or not. And I'm not a sitcom guy at all. I think I grew up on sitcoms and just burned out on it when I was a kid. But I am into the Goldbergs. I love I love uh, Jeff Garland, and I think the show, show is funny and it's well-written. So that's the type of thing that, uh, that I like. But I tell you the truth, I watch more news than anything, and I think that's not good. I don't think that's healthy. <laughs> I, I'm tired of getting yelled at by Don Lemon. I'm tired of getting the, uh, the sad face from Rachel Maddow looking like the disappointed school mom. I am so over all of that, but I can't stop watching it because I'm hoping that Dr. Fauci will come on with some good news and say, guess what? <laughs> Red M&Ms are going to solve this whole thing, and then we're going to go, great, let's move on. I'm just waiting for that that sudden announcement that things are going to be okay. And I think that's probably why I watch the news. But I, but Matt Al, Matt Al, she reminds me of Jim Neighbors. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Keith, I know a lot of uh, comedians out there use uh, use sports in their material. Uh, you know, uh -huh. we we see them, you know, make the transition into sports sometimes, like uh, like Caliendo. And uh, who uses what comedian out there uses sports the best? Um, I think Jay Moore does a great job with it. Uh, Jay Moore, he was on SNL there for a while. Colin Quinn, who was also on SNL, he also does a lot of sports stuff. Uh, Jason and Randy Squar, 
The yep. Scar Brothers are all about sports. I mean, they will tweet sport like current sporting events. Of course, they had that show on ESPN. But uh, but yeah, the Scar Brothers are probably a couple of the best as far as tying in sports. So you've hosted sports talk shows with, uh, with mm-hmm. Jake and, and and with me, and I'm curious yeah. to know what's funny about sports uh, right now or right now. Ever. Uh, <laughs> I don't really know. I, I, I don't have a great answer for you right now. All I know is I'm just ready for it to come back. Yeah. I'm ready for football. I'm ready for. I, I'll even watch baseball. And the baseball season's just excruciatingly long. Uh, I think if they just did like 40 games, I'd be okay with that because I think that's when most people tune in anyway. But I would even watch a, a nice, healthy amount of baseball at this point. Now you know, you know, you have family members who are experts in their area of sports and whatnot. But I wonder, as a guy who 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 talks for a living, who makes funny for a living, and runs a business, but who has hosted shows and whatnot, who's the smartest in the family when it comes to sports? Uh, my bro- well, uh, when it comes to sports, probably me, and that doesn't say much for my other my siblings. But as far as being the smartest, the most intelligent. Was my is my brother Charlie? He's really really smart, and he's we're not alike at all in, in many ways. I mean, he's really really smart. And he's a he's a perfectionist, and I'm not. I'm I'm the other. I'm just uh, let's get it done. Let's go. Let's move. He's like no 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 no. Let's let's take a look at this. So he's more analytical, and I'm just uh, doofus. For those who don't know, uh, Charlie is a, uh, a has a terrific football mind, right? Yeah, yeah, he coached yeah. college football for about 30 years. Yeah. Is he still coaching, Keith? What's he doing? No, nah, he's retired, living in Charleston, South Carolina, my hometown. That sounds terrible. I'm sure he's playing a lot of golf. <laughs> yeah, just taking it easy, man. Yeah, Do you miss bad. Southern cooking? Oh, yeah. I have. I tell you, my wife, who says she likes me, we, uh, she, she feeds me grits. She learned how to make it. She said, you know what? I'm going to learn how to do this because I know that you're never going to not like grits. So she makes grits for me. So, yes, that, that and fried chicken. Ooh. You know what I haven't had? And- uh, uh, tell me where I can get some good black-eyed peas around here. I'm not into black-eyed peas. I'm sorry. I'm no? grits. I'm all grits. You know where they have grits? There's a new place at the Gateway called Skinny Fats. It's that kind of a food uh, court thing have you seen it it's, it's brand new yeah mm-hmm. and uh they serve grits in there and they're mm-hmm. very very good so right. if you want to try grits that's where you want to go and fried chicken huh oh yeah yeah it's terrific so keith you mentioned wise guys uh, you guys are getting the ball rolling again what's uh, what's the best ways for our listeners to uh, look into it and come out and see a show just go to wiseguyscomedy.com we're open tonight and tomorrow night in ogden and at the downtown salt lake city location and then uh we got shows next week, the week after. You know, when this whole thing went down, I had to cancel so many, so many great shows. So many, like Kevin Nealon was coming in, and that canceled, and, and so Harlan Williams. And so there was a, a nice chunk of talent that ended up being canceled. So I'm rebooking a lot of those. Uh, but there's a lot, I will say this, there's a lot more fear. Most of the comics I bring in come out of L.A. or New York, and there's a lot of fear out there, a lot of uncertainty. So some are even hesitant to to leave their home they they're like they need the money and they want to work and they want to uh, do their thing but man there's also that i think there's an extra layer of fear on the coast yeah i believe it uh keith it's great to hear your voice glad things are running over there at wise guys and uh, hey we're gonna have to buggy a bunch to come back on all right thanks for having me guys be safe thanks you keith too. 
Keith Stubbs, owner of Wise Guys Comedy Clubs, and glad that they're back and, and running, and they bring a lot of uh, good vibes and cheer into a lot of folks' hearts. Uh, some quick NBA news, Gordon. Uh, we've got a partner profile coming up right around the corner, but Sham Sharania reporting details about that phone call we talked about yesterday. Adam Silver uh, talking to all the players. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's a few of these details. Uh, one, if season resumes, no fans expected. Uh, next point, 40% of league revenue comes from fans. So there's an answer to the que- uh, question that you had earlier today. Uh, seasons uh, Season decision can go into June, so they're not uh, in a hurry to decide one way or another. And uh, until corona vi- uh, vaccine, there is risk we'll be living with the virus for foreseeable future. So there, there's some details coming out of that phone call. Yep. Mm-hmm. Sounds like the NBA is being honest and straightforward and smart about the whole thing. Yeah, at very least, uh, uh, straightforward. Yeah, I'm with you. That's probably a really good word for it. All right, we'll get to a partner profile coming up next, but joining us now, our good friend Tom from The Warehouse. A couple locations for you, 1967 South, 300 West in Salt Lake, 86 East University Parkway down there in Orem. Tom, let's blow some minds. I'm going to be straightforward, just like the NBA. I like it. I'm going to be honest. I've got a queen adjustable bed, $499. You will never see that price anywhere else. Uh, if if you have not taken care of your sweetheart, your your spouse, the mother of your children, or your mother in that case, come and see us. I have the perfect gift to take stress out of her life, to get her feet up at night, to help her sleep better. All of the issues why you need a new bed, this is the perfect weekend to buy one. Queen adjustable, $4.99. If you want the best, I've got the 15-inch gel-infused latex hybrid with the adjustable bed, head up, foot up. It's got massage, 24 settings of massage, LED lights, USB. It even has an AC plug. Uh, if you want to charge your tablet or your laptop, the entire package, not $34.99, how about $1,299? We also have the two specials I announced last break. The dining table, either pub height with two, with four chairs or regular height with four chairs. It's regular $9.99, very good-looking big table, $399. And then today's Gordon special. Gordon liked this white bed that kind of has the bleach, kind of looks like driftwood. You thought it looked like it belonged in a beach house, Gordon, if you remember the set. The entire set, a dresser, a nightstand, headboard, footboard, rails, five ninety nine, And it's solid wood. That 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 bed would normally be 1200 bucks. That price is typically particle board or MDF. We also have it in Queen for seven ninety nine. So come and see us. We're going to be here tonight till seven. Tomorrow, eleven till seven. Two locations in Salt Lake, nineteen sixty seven South, three hundred West in Orem, eighty six East University Parkway. The Warehouse. Boom. Thanks, Tom. You are the best. We appreciate it. That's Tom from the Warehouse. He mentioned it. 1967 South 300 West there in Salt Lake, 86 East University Parkway in Orem. We'll have a partner profile coming up next. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
Martin, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 Zone. We'll have another partner profile coming up here momentarily. But news continues to filter out from this uh, call with Adam Silver and the players. Gordon, and this is a question that you've been asking uh, real quick before we get to that partner profile. Champ Shirani says, sources on the ever-elusive question, what if a player tests positive upon return? Adam Silver told players the NBA would hope for daily testing at that point and no stoppage of play, having the player isolated in quarantine. Really, that's exactly what has to happen. And regardless of, of how what the perception of it is or how prevalent it is on the outside, that has to happen for the NBA to be able to do it. It, it certainly would look that way because you can't have a complete shutdown again. And if you've got to have enough testing so you can just pull them off the line and then you know not have it collapse everything. So we'll get into that a little bit further, but uh, right now time for a partner profile. It's time to showcase those that are helping all of us through these difficult times. This is a partner profile on the Zone Sports Network. All right, Gordo, let's get out to the Zone phone. Joining us now, CEO and founder of Chip Cookies, Sean Wilson is with us here on The Big Show. Sean, uh, thank you very much for a few minutes. How are you and yours doing? Everybody okay? Yeah, we're doing great. Trying to... uh... You know, stay quarantined. Haven't had any health scares or anything. So we've been, uh, my family's been good and business has been good. Yeah, people in the community have been really supportive. So we appreciate that. Why do Jake and I suddenly have a powerful appetite? Yeah, cookies sound really good. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. You, you have a fine product there, man. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, we've uh, been around for. Uh, since 2016, it's about four years, and um, started in, in Provo, Utah. Family-owned and operated. We've been best in state a couple couple times, and it's just been it's been amazing to see the response that everyone's given to, to support our company. And and uh, so we appreciate any compliment we can we can we can get, because we really take pride in making quality cookies for everybody. And you guys are kind of the original cookie delivery company. I mean, you're you're set up to you know help uh, put smiles on faces even the, during these times. Yeah, no, I mean, even from the very beginning, I, I start, the reason we started the business was my wife was pregnant. She was having these cravings, and I was having to get out of bed and scrounge something up. So I, uh, you know, we put together a business plan for her, something that would kind of help me out, and in the process. You know, found out that a lot of other people have the same, same, um, you know, cravings and 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 needs. And so, over the last past number of years, we've been able to just put smiles on people's faces. And really, that's the most rewarding part of our our business is the emotional connection. We, when we do a good job, we, we're able to get you know put a smile on someone's face, whether it's because they're in the hospital or whether it's because you know they're away from home or. Or just a little comfort when um, you know when times are crazy like they are now. 
Man, you bring up a great point there. How nice is it to provide, to, to have a business and provide a product that people are eager to to spend money on? You know, because it makes them it makes them feel better. Yeah, no, I mean it's it's rewarding for for me for my employees. You know, it's the reason we go into work every day. Is, is um, you know, there's a lot of a lot of companies out there, a lot of jobs, and not taking anything away from anyone anyone else does. But you know, for us, it's just uh, you know, literally people screaming at the door when we deliver to them, or just. You know, a smile on someone's face. You know, that's when we know it's done a good job. And and um, during these times when people are anxious or or scared or what have you, you know, having something that's familiar that reminds you of home, like a a good chocolate chip cookie, guys, warm and fresh. You know, that's uh, that's what we try to do every single day. Tell us about teaming up with Rudy Gobert for the chip of the month. Man, it's been fun. You know, a guy like Rudy, um, such a uh, a giant in more than one ways in the community. Um, but also, you know, he, when, when he holds our big cookies in his hands, he's the only person I've seen that, that makes our cookies look small. <laughs> so, um, so it's been a lot of fun to to uh, get to know him, to work with him. And, and, you know, he's a big fan along with, you know, we worked with Joe Ingalls and George Yang and other, you know, the, the, the team has really been supportive of us. And so it's been fun. And on top of all that, you know, um, Rudy's doing something for the community. He has uh, a charity that he's, he runs called uh, Rudy's Kids that um, part of the proceeds from our cookie this month is going towards his charity to help kids who may have been displaced because of COVID providing them meals. So it's been really cool to, to be a part of that and see, you know, see Rudy giving back to the community that way. Most people know about your, your uh, cookies, but uh, give those of our listeners who aren't as familiar an idea of what kind of cookies they can look forward to if they give you a call. Yeah, these are big, um, warm, fresh cookies. They uh, milk chocolate chip. Um, really in the middle, uh, just a perfect cookie, uh, crispy and brown on the outside. And this month with Rudy, we're doing the cookies called the, the Choco Nut, and it's made with coconut, which is um, Rudy's one of Rudy's favorite uh, things. And so, um, so this month has toasted coconut in it with milk chocolate chips, and um, it's really, I, I mean, the feedback's been great. And it's funny, Rudy was even telling us that now this the cookie has been getting him through the last couple months <laughs> being able to eat it and put a smile on his face. He's been sharing it with the team and buying it for his teammates and so yeah, it's been it's been fun. But but for those that haven't had us before, big gourmet cookies and this month is, is, is really dynamite. Well, Sean, thank you so much for jumping on the show today. We really appreciate it, and uh, thanks for uh, still doing your thing and uh, making us cookie lovers out there very happy. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, appreciate the time and, you know, excited for this month. And, uh, you know, let's crush this. Absolutely. Totally right. Thank you, Sean. Sean Wilson, CEO and founder of Chip Cookies. Love that attitude. I, I'm with you. I love Chip Cookies. Of course, they're the preferred cookie of the Utah Jazz. They have them right here in the arena. And uh, they are wonderful. And I love that cookie delivery has become a, become a thing. 
He founded the thing because his wife was pregnant and she had a craving for a cookie. That's pretty awesome, right? That's a pretty <laughs> great story. That's so cool. Man. Hey, what what's the what's the term, Gordon? You would know this. Uh, necessity is the mother of uh, invention? Yes, it is. And and when you've got a, a pregnant mom at home, you know, hey, and when she says, uh, I need a cookie, you know. You, <laughs> you better have a. Better figure better it out. Way yeah. <laughs> I love that. That is so cool. The thing about those cookies, uh, Jake, they are mammoth. They are big. They know what they're doing. Yeah. Oh, man. That sounds pretty good right about now, doesn't it? How many of those cookies do you think you can go through in like 10 minutes? I don't think. I mean, it's a meal in itself. I'm not sure I could just zip straight on through there. Uh, but it, it sounds like a pretty fine dessert right about now. All right, we'll have more coming up next. Stay tuned. It is The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. We have some college football news here, Gordon. Uh, how, do you, how do you pronounce Tua's little brother, Austin? Do you know? Is it, uh, Isn't it Talia? Talia? Tagovailoa? Talia? I think you're right. Tagovailoa, yeah. Yeah. Close enough. Tagovailoa. Anywho, Mm. you know who I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. He has entered the transfer portal in the least shocking bit of news ever. All right. Now, let me ask you this. Do you think he, uh, you know, just didn't want to go to Alabama anymore, or do you think that Alabama gave him a scholarship because his brother was good, and now they're (laughs) like, you know what, I... uh, you might be happier somewhere else. Well, typically, I think you are a, a cynical SOB, but uh, I, I think you are right on with that one. Yeah, I think I think maybe, I think maybe. Has the uh, when has and I, I I I'm sure it has happened, but when has the younger brother turned out to be better than the older brother? Or or let me throw a sibling in here because I think Serena is better than Venus. But I don't know how often it happens. And I say this because like when Michael Vick was at Virginia Tech, everybody just heard, "Well, Marcus is even better," and that certainly did not turn out to be the case. Other than the Williams sisters, can you think of the younger sibling turning out to be better than the older sibling? Who was older, uh, Ozzy or Jose Canseco? They were twins. Ooh, I they? think they were twins. Yeah, I, I, I wonder who who who, who was arrived first? first. Well, that doesn't that, count that, if they're yeah, twins. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> who was older? Uh, wasn't uh, Cal Ripken's brother Billy? Uh, I think he was older. Cal was older, right? Oh, I thought Billy. I don't know. No, Cal had to be because he's junior. I guess it doesn't have to be, but. Traditionally, the firstborn would be junior, right? So, uh, well, uh, John was better than Patrick. Who's older there? McEnroe, sorry. I think, I think John. John was older. Uh, keeping it college level, who's better, Jackson or Cody Barton? Because uh, Jackson was older. Cody came on so strong. Yeah, he came on strong late. But Cody I mean, was drafted before Jackson, right? Right. But if you're the starting left tackle on a Pac-12 team, you're pretty Pretty good. good. Yeah. You're the That's starting linebacker. Question. You're pretty good. I'm telling you right now, there must be. You think that there would be? I I got one for you. How about Kale Swar- Sar- San- Sanderson? Who's his sibling? Yeah, the Sorry. wrestler. Yeah, I know who Kale no, Sanderson he, is. No, he's yeah, his sibling. Had, the, there was Cole, and there was oh man, I'm sorry, I forgot the other one. Uh, all wrestlers? 
Yeah, and I think he was he was the younger one, or he was at least in the middle. So that's weird. How was, come the young, younger siblings never as good? Like I think of Paul and Elijah Millsap. Like I, I mean, Elijah, we're talking you know NBA players or whatever. So obviously they're not chopped liver, but you just said never, and that's erroneous. The middle child in our family is the best athlete. You? No, I'm the oldest. Okay. See, Jake is saying this because he's the older brother. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just family. trying to think of it. The only example I can think of is Serena is better than Venus. Well, okay. How about this? Now, it's a baseball, so stay with All me. All right. And by the way, I'm never saying never, Gordon. I'm looking for an example. Oh, I thought you said no. All right. Uh, Brett or Aaron Boone, grandsons of, of Bob Boone. Who? Boy, they were kind of equal, weren't they? I'm sons of Bob. Sorry. My bad. Hmm. Aaron, Brett, Brett was older. Right. Who's be- who Aaron had the better was, career? Aaron was probably better, right? But didn't who had the big hit that everybody remembers? Aaron, yeah, when he walked off the Red Sox in yeah. the in the uh, Aaron Bleepin Boone. That's yeah. right. Yeah. How about if you changed the question to father and son, or father or mother or son or daughter? See, I think that the son's outdone the father a number of times. That's I mean, like Steph, Del Curry, the Griffies. Will Bronny be better than LeBron? I doubt it. Ooh. And I feel weird talking about him. He's 15. Yeah, right. You know, along an extension of that conversation, how would you like to have been Michael Jordan's son? That would be brutal. I bet he – I don't know much about what the the kids uh, ended up doing of Michael's, but I wouldn't blame any of these star – athlete kids for not if they didn't want to play basketball you know what i mean yeah, like yeah. if, and, if and andre frankly, agassi if I, and steffi graf's kid didn't want to play tennis i wouldn't blame them or as a parent uh, of uh, who is super accomplished you might want to nudge them in a different direction yeah but yeah he the, had one son that played high level college ball jordan did yeah uh was it jeffrey okay oh yeah that's right i don't remember you're talking about who was better out of the weaver pitchers the the blonde mullet guys for the (laughs) jared (laughs) jeff had the longer career i believe but jared was better jared was better but it was jared and jeff right wasn't jared was the younger one jared was the younger one. hey there's our example and uh he you know uh, of salt lake uh buzz bees stingers fame that's right and he, right. had the, he had a shorter career, but he had a better career. Okay, there you go. There's Does the... Mike Trout have any brothers or sisters? Uh, I don't know. I'd have to uh, up my stocking game a little bit here and find out. Yeah, I just wonder if uh, if they're as boring as he is. Who was? What about the the uh, who were the what are they the Giambi brothers? Jason uh, and John. Wasn't Jeremy? It John? Jeremy, yeah. And Jason was the better one. Jason was far better. And Jeremy, but Jeremy was good too. No, he was, he just, was just on a the party ro- kid. He was just on the roster to keep Jason out of trouble. <laughs> oh no, it was the other way around. <laughs> Jason kept Jeremy out of trouble. You've seen Moneyball, no? I have. Yeah, that was accurate. All right. So anyway, Gordon, I don't know. I, I forgive me. On Mike how. Trout has a brother who and is, a sister. Who is the better actor, Michael or Kirk Douglas? Michael. Well, Kirk was a pretty big star back in the day. Yeah, he did what Spartacus. Michael Douglas has done all sorts of memorable roles. Well, so has Kirk. Kirk was in a thousand movies, it seems like. Oh, well. All right. A thousand years ago. Questions. Okay, which, uh, which, the, who's the most talented son of Martin Sheen? As in uh, Estevez? Emilio Estevez or, or Charlie? Charlie Sheen, yeah. I'm a tiger, man. 
I think Emilio's a better actor. Well, I mean, both aren't exactly terrific actors, but... Oh, come on. The Breakfast Club was incredible. But Charlie Sheen was in Major League. As was League. Mighty Ducks. Well, uh, what's this called? Uh, the, the um... oh, why am I going blank? The Charlie Sheen Vietnam... Two and a Half Men? No, the Char- Charlie Sheen Vietnam War movie. That was good. I don't Let's know. Let's get out of this conversation before you ask me which one of my daughters is the best. All right. Uh, we I weren't going down that road. I know it's coming. Oh, Platoon, of course. Platoon. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. That was a great movie, Platoon. But Emilio was in the original Mission Impossible. He didn't exactly star in it. Yeah, of course he did. Till the elevator got him. In like the second scene or hey, whatever. It hey, was. spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, our friend Wild Turkey Farblund is tweeting in. He says, are you dragging out the ending to avoid incriminating audio or did I miss it? We'll record it at uh, never. It will be. The show has another hour still. It'll be yes, a- it'll be it'll be during the show. So stick around for that. And Austin, I'm sure you play that. Can we play that all weekend long? Can we play that? No. All, how about 24-7? No. no. At least once an hour. No. Unless you want to hear the, the pet name Buller stuff once an hour, then. No, we've got some catching up to do here. Hmm. And I think, uh, I think it's a good one. I think we're going we're gonna to bludgeon Jake in a major way with this one. Uh, not to, uh, real quick, Gordon, I, di- I did want you to weigh in on this because we got, uh, I don't want to say interrupted by a partner profile, but we had to do a partner profile. Um, the, these Adam Silver comments uh, about uh, if a player tests positive, that they'd hopefully have the testing capacity where they could pull them uh, off the line and quarantine them and test everybody else and not have it knock down the entire league. I thought it was a, it's a pretty realistic approach coming from Silver, actually, and he's the first commissioner I've heard with a, uh, a scenario on how they deal with that, which I think is, I, I think is good. I, I, they need to, they need to do that. Yes, they do. And okay, let me complicate it by saying this: What if there are two players on the same team? Doesn't matter. Well, is it, is it the same scenario yes. regardless? Yeah, I think you just pull yeah. you, you you test everybody. You you pull out the infected players and say you're on the IR for a couple of weeks, and then you proceed. I mean, I think that's yeah. what you'd have to do, and yeah. you'd hope it. It wouldn't happen as much because you'd have them, um, you know, isolated to a certain extent. Uh, that actually is one of the concerns that players brought up with this about they're not really in a hurry to isolate themselves like that. But you would hope they wouldn't be exposing themselves as much to the outside world and it wouldn't happen as much. One of the real frightening things that we heard on our show today was what Howard Beck said, I believe it was Howard, who said that some of the folks who are recovering are not regaining complete lung capacity. And when it comes to athletics, I mean, that's difficult for anybody. But for an athlete, whoa, I hadn't heard that before. Well, I mean, I think um, a lot of illnesses that you can contract can have long-term effect, right? I mean, that's, that's scary in this particular circumstance, but it's probably not all that new. I don't know how prevalent that is. Well, I mean, athletes have asthma, right? Yeah, but I'm talking about if you get uh, if you get uh, the flu, generally, once you get over it, you don't have lingering effects. If this uh, has a permanent effect, that would be devastating for those who are find themselves in that circumstance. We don't know if it's permanent, though. These guys, these people yeah, are recovering know. within the last 
Yeah, a couple Three, of months. months. Yeah, we have no well, idea. Maybe I'm a year from going, now they'll be back. I'm not, saying, I'm not making a declarative statement. I'm just talking off of what Howard said. I had not heard that before. I, I just like I just like the reality of what what uh, uh, what Adam Silver said right there. I mean, everybody kind of wants to hide from that question that everybody has, right? And he didn't hide from it at all. Yeah. And maybe some people don't like that solution, but that's what would have to happen. You could not have another positive test totally derail everything, or else what's the point? I don't think I've really heard Adam Silver say anything that wasn't pretty much on the money as far as what we know thus far. Hmm. All right, let's get out to the zone phone. Joining us now, he's been hanging out with us all show. We love it. He's our friend Tom from The Warehouse, hooking up our listeners, especially those ones out there still looking around for mom. Right, Tom? Uh, We've got Mother's Day deals uh, like you've never seen. I mean, just go real quickly. We've got the dining room set, normally a thousand bucks. Big, beautiful table, four chairs, only three ninety nine, and I have it in pub height or regular height. I've got the big reclining sectional with three recliners, cup holders, regular twenty four hundred bucks. We had it on sale for seventeen ninety nine. We're blowing it out at fourteen ninety nine. The Cindy Crawford deal, all three pieces, twenty one hundred dollars. That's normally $5,900 worth of the very nicest leather furniture. And then last but not least, we can't end the weekend without talking about all of the adjustable beds. It's the perfect upgrade a mother needs to help her get the rest to take care of her family. We've got the queen starting at $499, the very best queen set at twelve ninety nine and three other versions in between those prices. We've got the King Special, gel-infused memory foam, solid King adjustable bed, the entire package, only $9.99. So come and see us. Again, I'll be here today till 7. Uh, tomorrow we'll be here 11 to 7 in Orem. And then the Salt Lake store, same hours, 11 to 7. Utah's lowest prices on name brand furniture. Nobody ever beats our price. Boom. Never does anybody out there beat their price. Tom, thank you. You're the best. It's the Warehouse, 1967 South, 300 West in Salt Lake, 86 East University Parkway in Orem. Tom will get you taken care of, get mom taken care of. And trust me, those adjustable beds are amazing. As Tom from the Warehouse. We'll have more big shows straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. Wrapping up a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Another week comes to an end, Gordon, and it still feels weird. We're, we're two months into this thing, basically, and it's still weird. It all melds, it sort of melts or melds or something into one. It does. It's uh, the week, uh, we've had a good week, though. We've had a lot of fun, uh, a lot of information and a lot of entertainment, and we've laughed a lot, and that's that's healthy at this particular time, I I would say. I've had fun. Good. I'm glad. You? That's good. Uh, yeah. Yeah, fun. Yeah, arguing with you. Yeah, that's fun. That's fun. It's about to be a lot more fun, though, because yeah. it's time. I, I don't know why you need to remind Gordon of that. I was waiting for him to bring it up. I'm part of this, too. What do you mean you're part of I it? I was the judge, executioner, and jury. You were the now judge. Now here I be to execute. Now I'm starting to believe that the judge was biased. 
uh, I was biased towards I wanted to incriminate an yes. audio. You're absolutely yes, right. Yes, that's what I'm saying. And now okay. you're the one who magically Take it remembers. Take up with the appeals court, when Gordon which is me. just about to forget, all of a sudden <laughs> Austin pipes in like, oh, hey, guys, guess what? Guess what so we this, forgot to do? Uh-huh. So this is what you got to say, Jake. Okay, I'm paying off my bet, by the way. Incriminating audio. Gordon pretended to make a dinner. Austin uh, believed him, and now I have to record this stupid <laughs> thing. Okay, this is what you got to say. Okay. All right, commit this to memory. I'd agree with you, Gordon, but then we would both be right. <laughs> That's going to hurt him. That does stink. I'd agree with you, Gordon, but then we'd both be right. Yeah, and say it with meaning and with emphasis. I'd agree with you, Gordon, but then we'd both be right. <laughs> no, so now you're making a parody of it. No, yeah. it's got to be come from the heart. I would agree with you, Gordon. But then we'd both be right. Shaq's a better actor than that. That sucked. I thought that was pretty good. No. The first one was better, and it was garbage. Well, I'm not aiming for award winning here. In we'll case we'll you be know. here until you but get it right. you, you got to say it from the heart. Say it, dig down deep when you say it. I don't want to hear this, this insincere fluctuation in your voice. I'd agree with you, Gordon, but then we'd both be right. That's all right. Not bad. Not bad. Give us one more just to make certain. No. (laughs) But really believe it, man. Oh, yeah. You absolutely owe owe us this. Yes. I'd agree with you, Gordon, but then we'd both be right. That's that's good. You all right Uh, with that one, Gordon? Yes, I am. Uh, I still think you swindled this one. At least I've won (laughs) my my incriminating incriminating audio bets fair and square. You are such a whiner. You are such a cheater. You are a freaking whiner. You are a cheater. You cannot just take the loss with dignity. If if you would have provided reasonable evidence, I would happily take the loss. It was, but it was evidence enough. It was not. Hey, tell it to the judge, man. I did. And? He wanted to see me humiliated. He shot you down. I wanted what's best for the show, and that's incriminating. Oh, beautiful. Gordon, I'd wish you uh, uh, a good weekend, but I I wouldn't mean it. (laughs) You're such a joy to work with. Uh, In all seriousness, uh, happy Mother's Day to all the moms in in your world, Gordo. Happy Mother's Day to Lisa. And uh, I know it might be a little weird Mother's Day this year, but I I wish uh, everybody over there the the best of Mother's Days this weekend. Thank you. Same uh, to you and uh, Austin, you as well, and all our listeners out there. Treat your moms right. Take care of the moms, people. Make it happen. And uh, to all the moms listening, thanks for all you do. Have Have a great day over the weekend. Gordo, I'll talk to you on Monday, buddy. Yeah. We'll talk to you Monday on the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.